0: No worries.
1: Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. Really happy to have John Adams with The Fix Therapy uh, here live with us. And I wanted to go ahead and talk with John. John, can you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, John Adams, like uh, Robert here said, uh, with The Fix Therapy, been a therapist for 20 years, uh, specializing in helping people kind of just become aware of obituary habits they have within their body to uh, create pain and discomfort in their lives and teach them how to move forward in, uh, new paradigms for that particular issues um, I've been doing that for about 20 years running a full practice and you know now it's time to changing and we're jumping on this webinar and or podcast I'm sorry to uh, talk further about how to make that shift and move and what we're doing to improve uh, our clients' lives, our lives, and the industry
1: so I, I think to start off uh john it's easter sunday uh happy easter everybody happy easter. Um, how right. uh, how's covid like settled in florida like what what happened to your business what's going on
0: well i mean there's there's i've got my own personal conflicts with uh with uh how it's happened here um but you know the thing is is that it is what it is, and it is, there's some frustrations with with it and how our industry um, um, kind of played a role in here and, and where I think we're, I, I personally feel that we could have uh, stepped up in a better way. But it's, you know, we we went from about a month ago to, you know, it, it being the talk, you know, actually more than that, but uh, the talk in the, the office about what we're going to do, are you preparing for it, to then getting completely locked down. Yeah. And not being able to work on people at all. And now it's not just lockdown, but the panic of the community, um, everybody being stressed a little bit of what's going on, not knowing that this thing is – because you hear two sides, right? You hear yeah. the, uh, no, you don't need to worry about it. It's not as bad as flu. And then you hear the, oh, my gosh, this could really hurt. You know, this could be – no one's ever gone through this before. Yeah. So it's it's all it's all new. To everyone and how everybody needs to react is just taking it one step at a time and not to stress out, not to freak out, um, not to panic and to do what we should be doing. But yeah, I think uh, I think my personal opinion, right, is that my practice is like a clinical. It's like, you know, that's basically the the image, if I could say, it's like a physical therapy meets chiropractic. Um, is my clinic right? Not to say that I'm doing that type of licensing, but nobody's getting undressed. It's very clinical. It's very medical. And in fact, for years I've taught my clients that, you know, this is uh what you should be doing to improve your immune system, to be healthy, to, um, you know, I believe we should. You know, there's a lot of chiropractors still working. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot of physical therapists still working. And I think for a long time as a a clinical therapist, that that's what we were trying to do, working towards doing is putting ourselves at that same level as you can call us for those same particular issues and help them. But I think what happened though, is that we have not branched off in the sense of this is a, a clinical office. We're still under the umbrella of regular massage known as SPA. Type of stuff, and I think that um this may open a can of worms, but that's my personal opinion is that we got bunched up in the same reason why I've been saying we need to kind of uh create these um you know different uh tiers maybe in the industry to where if you feel you're essential, yeah the choice to stay open versus having to say really, um, you gotta shut down no matter what um I feel that we at, at my office it would have been just as safe as it would have going to a chiropractor or a physical therapist, and not that's just my personal opinion, but also the views of the client not understanding that well. If they can be open, why can't you be open?
1: Yeah,
0: you know, and then having to to explain that to them that well, you know, there's an ex executive order. I mean, they took it, they understood, it, but it's still uh, for my whole practice was based on you're not coming in for the get undressed spa stuff. That's usually yeah. in the general public's mind of what we do as massage therapists. um And uh Robert and I've been on a couple uh, these Zooms before where that's not my practice. And it's yeah. not a spa, and it's not, and it's similar to what how his practice runs. As in, you're not getting undressed. It's fully clothed. It's not the image of the word massage therapy um so that that's kind of why you know i'm really um taking things a little more serious on my break and i'm i'm uh, kind of hunkered down i've enrolled into a doctorate program for holistic health in fact i'm helping not just getting my doctorate but i'm getting a um, to become also a, to introduce a lot of the Practices that we do in our office with the the lights, the sauna, and our particular modalities to introduce into a, a into a, a college setting for it as well. So I'm going to also be a professor at the uh, or a teacher, instructor, however you want to say it, at the college as well, you know, ma- mainly online um, for some of these courses. But you know. I think that's going to be my big, my, my personally, I think I'm going to be doing more of a holistic type of approach versus just soft tissue.
1: Yeah. It's really hard to explain because there's, there's, there's a multifaceted, you know, set of issues. Uh, the coronavirus represents something new that we've not dealt with. It sounds like it, the closest thing was 1918 with the Spanish flu. And now people are even more mobile. So, you know, it just is what it is. Everybody's trying to do the best they can. I know that, um, myself, because some of my business is online, I've been more busy almost than I was prior to this, just because yeah. all You're these there. backlogged online tasks right. and clerical tasks, you know, I submitted two courses to the national certification board. I, you know, had this backlog of stuff I could go through, Right. but the entire industry, it was like an atom bomb just dropped on the massage industry. Everything yeah. overnight just closes. which nobody of course expected. Um, I've talked to other educators, for instance, where they're not only, you know, seeing clients, but they're dealing with education and all the therapists cancel the class and then ask for a refund. And then they're like, oh my God, like they had to refund, $6,000 worth of, you know, class fees and, you know, all the financial with it. But I think that in the conversations we've had previously, what I want um, people who are listening to understand is I think John's work is remarkably similar to what I do, but he did something interesting in the sense that he went the complete opposite direction with session duration length. So what you're having them do is typically like a little shorter session and then they are yeah. coming in more frequently, right? Yeah.
0: So, so a typical session at my office is on average anywhere from 40 to 20 minutes, depending on where they're at in their treatment plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, depending on the client, of course, and what's going on, but yeah, we geared towards more of a, uh, shorter sessions, um, to help that client. It, it's pretty, It, you know, not saying it's the best. I just love the way we do it.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's got a different, you know, it, the thing is, like, I wouldn't have you on if I didn't respect your work. And the thing is, I found it really interesting when we first talked because it's remarkably similar in some ways, but. I went the opposite direction and said, no, I want to work on one person for three or four hours. Right. You know, massage therapists go, Oh my God, that's crazy. Like nobody needs that much soft tissue work, you know, or right. whatever." and it was just, I don't know. It was just a difference. You know, it's like, I don't think that it's less effective the way you're doing it or the way I'm doing it is preferable. It almost just fit the way, you know, I want it to work a bit more. So. Yeah. And then even when yeah. I teach students, It's more like I'm giving them a set of tools and saying, listen, this is how you can apply it on a table. This is how you can apply it on a mat. You want to do longer sessions, like whatever situation they're in. Um, We're both in favor of therapists just having more tools. But I think you and I both expanded to the point where we actually started questioning what massage itself is. And we have a much clearer perspective of how the public looks at massage and body work, which unfortunately, on a mass scale, we're still being confused with the sex trade in the sex industry.
0: Oh, it's Whereas, very simple. Yeah. If, you, if you do not believe what we're talking about right here on this, it's real simple. Go on Google Images, type the word in massage. Does that represent your practice? If it does, then great. If it doesn't, then you're probably doing something more clinical, more um, you know, sports-oriented or something like that. But it, most likely, I know if I type in the word, if I type it in, you go to Google and if you want to share it, you can share your, your page and show everybody this. But if you type in the word massage, ask yourself, does that represent your practice? And most of the time when I do this for my class and students and stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't represent anything they do unless they own a spa. Yeah. Right. So that's just, this is the way it is. And For me? You type, type in the word, uh, uh, what I like to say, muscular therapy or soft tissue therapy. Then you're going to get a little closer to what the image. And I'm not talking about that I'm not a massage therapist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the image of the public, how I market myself, is not congruent with the word massage. It's just, I, don't, I don't even want my client saying, hey, I had a great massage today. Yeah, I want them to say, "Hey, I went and got some soft tissue therapy. You should go see this guy, or yeah. you should go see, or uh, recommend the fix. Uh, they do great muscular work or uh, soft tissue manipulation." And I start educating the clients on how to, you know, give that um, that referral to their friends and family because most of the time, I'm sure you've heard, it's like, "What is this? What do I do? Yeah. Um, how do I how do I get somebody that needs your? I know they can. You can help them." how do I get them in front yeah. of you? What do I the, say? The way know? that
1: I dealt with it in classes, the, the weirdest thing to me is the clients usually aren't the problem. The clients love what I do. Right. It's the therapists. The therapists in class are going, I don't understand. This isn't massage. And I go, great. So we don't need massage licenses. I can teach anybody I want and we can scale it to the yoga community globally. And they're like, oh shit. And I go, listen, like I I understand the law in Texas. Each state has different laws. Right. So for instance, just so you know, people listening right now understand, because you know there are people from the public as well, not just therapists. Right. I can't go to Florida and just go give a massage. I can't go do a session.
0: Right. Like I can't go to Texas and and I've got to abide by of rules.
1: Right. Now, different laws. Of, different rules. Yeah. I,
0: I don't know. I mean, it could be part of the issue of why we don't have particular standards within our industry nationwide. We still have I think there are a couple states that you could just wake up tomorrow and get a certificate yep. and start doing it, um, which is same as if I wanted to go be a personal trainer. I don't need a license. I don't need a certificate. In fact, I don't need anything but the will to go do it. There's yep. nothing, nothing by law saying I have to have this education to teach you how to work out. You should. You know.
1: The the biggest Be sure. thing before the pandemic hit the the biggest issue uh, thing that I was talking about was stretch lab and stretch zone. Yeah, that's what stretch I stretch yeah. lab and stretch zone are remarkably similar to what I offer in in many ways. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar. Yeah, I just I kept going. You know, I kept dragging massage therapy. I was like, come on, guys, there's this real estate you don't understand. Like, clients want this. And they're like, no, my clients want massage. And I'm like, Ooh, we, wow. Do we have a difference of opinion and stretch lab and stretch zone just boomed on the scene because they're a corporate entity. They have more financial backing, they're franchising, and then they're hiring personal trainers, yoga teachers and people to do what essentially they think is soft tissue work. So.
0: Right. The question is, is that legal or not? And then what, and then again, If they are legally allowed to do that, then what is massage? If that's not massage, if you can take a muscle beyond (laughs) the surgeons and stretch it, then what what are we doing? What is the true definition? And I know here it's for, you know, in statutes 480, it's soft tissue manipulation. But if stretching not soft tissue manipulation, I don't know. I mean, it's like why – why is this such a gray area? It's either, yes, you need a license or you don't. It shouldn't be a gray area. But, but it you know, is. I mean, but it's the, happening.
1: But the thing is, the reason it's a gray area is because of the definition. In my opinion, based on what I've seen legally, I'm not a lawyer, don't consult me for legal advice.
0: Right, right.
1: Manipulation either. of soft tissue is not defined in any way, shape, or form. They, they've laid it out like it's succinct. But the thing is, what they're doing is policing the word massage. When you remove the right. word massage and call it something else, like I get this constantly. I get yoga teachers, Pilates instructors, people contact me or they contact me even from other countries. And I go, listen, just follow the rules in your area because I teach online. You know, I had somebody subscribe recently from Lithuania. I, I don't know what the law is in Lithuania. Just follow the rules in your area.
0: Listen, if you have a, if, i I've called the board and from what i'm understanding from the response i got i'm a ceu provider here in florida i am CEU's ce broker and i called Florida board and said listen uh, you know i've got some yoga instructors i've got people who want to take the course i'm teaching a stretching course and they want to get a certification in this particular modality and the, basically the response was we don't regulate certificates certificates have no or it means nothing to the state of florida we do not regulate it. it is not in our zone um you can teach whoever whatever you want if you give them a certificate it's not regulated
1: yeah
0: it's basically it's wild west in the sense that they trust you to teach them because of your expertise You give them the certification of what you deem is necessary in your class, they go take it and they put it on their wall, or they say, Now I'm educated. But there's no there's no one saying you can or cannot do whatever it is in certificates. There's no regulations at all. Meaning what I'm saying about personal training earlier was that you don't have to be you should be. If you're gonna you should be educated in this, and that's the argument is that can I go take a weekend course and now get a certification and stretch people? Is that right or wrong? Or should you be licensed now? And at the same time, it's happening. Yeah. It even happened at our, it's at our national convention here in Florida where there's a personal training giving CEU license, yep. a CEU credit yep. to stretch people that are in their, licensed massage therapist. Yeah. And then that's okay there. If it's okay there at the board, so then why can't I open my books up and not just be a CEU provider and certification and my particular if you look just at my treatments, if you just walked and observed, it may look just like a stretch zone. Yeah. So can I just open my, you know, does it allow me beyond massage and start teaching personal trainers that want to educate their clients further.
1: There's a complete difference between giving a service and charging for it, teaching and charging for it. And then it's like, listen, if it's not massage and it's what I keep telling students when they talk to me about it and they're asking all these legal questions, I go, one, I'm not a lawyer. Don't, you know, I have a lawyer, I consult him, he charges $300 an hour. I ask very terse questions what it means is you have to be mindful of what you're doing and what you're calling it. And it's like, who's going to go after stretch lab and stretch zone? Well, nobody, because there's no license needed. It's like, if stretch lab and stretch zone can do it, I can do it. And that's the conversation I've been having for years, long before stretch lab and stretch zone came on the scene. I saw the real estate. I kept dragging massage therapists and kicking and screaming and they're like, no, my clients want massage. And I'm like, no, your clients want to get better.
0: Well, why, why is it booming? Because it's doing what we've always worked towards doing in the industry. And that is getting more people on the table. If we got enough of our, if therapists were to represent themselves like a stretch zone or myself or yourself, you would break down the barriers of what we talked about earlier does the word massage in the, in, in the images on Google, which is basically the images of the general public. I'm not saying that's 100% true, but of what I'm just going off of that, right? You type that in, you're not, I mean, you're only getting a small group of the community or the, the country or whatever. But if you, like for me, i just tell you, I dropped the word massage out of my practice. I do soft tissue manipulation. I do muscular therapy. I do not say I do massage, um, like it or not. I do Not a big deal to me. But for me, since I've done that, 12, 13, 14 years, I've been doing therapy 20 years, but maybe 12, 13 years ago, I dropped that word. And it allowed me to be able to go, hey, I do soft tissue manipulation. They go, whoa, what's that? I need that. Oh, I do muscular therapy. Oh, what's that? I need that. And it allowed me to not have this, well, I do massage therapy, When I don't do the massage you think of. It's not the same as the one on a cruise ship. It's not the one you got on your birthday um, at the baseball. It's something different. And yeah. then have to backtrack and try to erase the m- images they have in their mind of what we do. It's all marketing. It's all neuro-linguistic programming. It's all how you kind of sell your own practice. It doesn't have to be soft. It can be whatever it is that you represent, how you representing yourself towards your clients. Uh, what your your particular uh, practice is like, or therapy center, or wellness center, whatever—it's your image, and I believe that's what Robert, you, and myself are trying to teach or, or work towards teaching other therapists. It's not my my terminology came from years of experience of getting nos before I got yeses. Yeah, you know, and and then trying to make sure that I'm doing it the right way, right? Hopefully, we're paving the way for the next generation of therapists to go, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to say, I do massage therapy. You yeah. can say, I do soft tissue therapy. That's okay.
1: I've had students in, in classes ask me, you know, I've talked about this. Like, um, You made me look at the phrasing a little differently, like a soft tissue specialist. And I would ask students in class, can you call yourself a soft tissue specialist? And they just kind of like look at each other uncomfortably and they're like, well, no, we do massage. We're only licensed to say it's massage. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. What you call what you do isn't the issue. It's what you're doing. Like if you're operating within the scope and practice of massage therapy, as long as you're not operating outside of that scope, you can call it underwater basket. Weaving.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, but we have done it. We've done it successfully. Uh, yeah. We've done, but no one's going against the... Um, you're a fascia uh therapy you're a a ralfer there's no difference there's no difference in that it's the same thing it's just a different modality or a different way of approaching your marketing it's it's helping there if that, what we're getting to i got a little off track there is that because it's called stretch zone not massage zone and it's it's not just a new word in, in, or a way of working on people but it's also something the general public's familiar with. chiropractic, physical therapy, they most people have done that before they've done a massage. Usually we're on the kind of near the back of that or we've kind of done it at their offices in physical therapy or chiropractic. And what I'm getting to is that in the eyes of the general public, they're kind of softly been you know conditioned to go get treatments fully clothed get worked on and get good results which is basically what i'm doing in the office and it looks the same as if you were to see a chiropractor a physical therapist or get stretched you're you're just breaking that stereotype of the word massage it doesn't always have to be undressed it doesn't always i mean don't get me wrong i do cupping i do i you know i'll have them uh, undressed with their from the waist up i'll have them you know, if I need to work on a particular area. But what happens though, is they're comfortable then. They're not walking in the first session going, hey, how you doing? I was going like, to get naked. Yeah. You know, it it just, is a very, you know, we, I've gained that trust, that rapport. Um, and most of my clients who walk in because they're still in pain, they, ha- a lot of clients have, um, masa- uh, they have um, MB or, or hand in stone memberships or they have a regular therapist that comes to their home and do massage, and they don't drop their massage therapist or or cancel their membership because they come see me for forty minutes once or twice they it's and it's just added to their wellness plan yeah. it, when, most people who have massage who who's regular sees massage or clinical therapy they don't not go to their chiropractor they they still go to their chiropractor and add this. Or they still have their massage membership, and then they come see uh, they come see me. They, in the what we've done here at the Fix, or what I've done for myself to represent who what I do is giving my ability to be totally separate and market myself as a brand new modality that needs everybody needs, right? So, and it doesn't have to be only this. This is the only thing that can help you. But it's just added as a synergistic effect of helping them, like their chiropractor, like their physical therapist, in a combination without it being one or the other, which is a beautiful thing. It, it took a long time to work that way, um, and I'm pretty proud of that, actually, because I'm not, I feel like I can, I can do what I'm doing, and it's not taking away from somebody who still just wants to do massage. Because that that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's bad and you should only do clinical. There's a, you know, working at a spa, I worked at spots. It just wasn't my, my feel for it. I, I didn't care for that particular type of therapy. Um, but a lot of, a lot of therapists do. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. And in fact, that's, I think it's a great thing to be able to go get a relaxation massage. Um. That's just not the style that we went for. And it's where we, I proved that it's successful, what we're doing in 40 minutes, 20 minutes, um, without hurting the massage industry, without hurting the, I would say, spa industry. You know, anyway. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't feel an increasing sense of competition. I was running out on my own, just trying to forge my own thing through trial and error. And I just always kept going back to essentially chronic pain and mobility and wanting to address those two primary issues. Right. My sessions were also relaxing, but I never focus on the relaxation in my marketing because just cause I feel like there's so much Swedish and deep tissue and focus on relaxation. I was more real focused on chronic pain. That was the real bread and butter. You know, if you got right. a problem, come see me. And for me in private practice that worked just fine. I know that when I started working at a chiropractor's office ten or more years ago, um, you could not sell time massage. It was impossible. What I had to do was I had to forge it into the session, and then have them go, "Man, Whoa, what was that? that? What was right. that stretching thing you did? That was amazing." And I go, yeah. "Oh, yeah. You know, next time you come in, wear some shorts like you're going to gym class or whatever a t-shirt. I no, will do more of that. I right. can do a little more." And then over time, 80% of my practice became just that at the chiropractor's office. The chiropractor really loved what I was doing, even though they were at first hesitant because they didn't know what it was. They didn't know how to package it or present it or whatever. And then everybody liked it because the therapists who wanted to do more relaxation services who worked in the office, the chiropractor who wanted to help people with pain, they started referring people to me. Right. They're like, oh, you have a problem? Go see Robert. If you had a big burly guy, he was hard to adjust. You know, he's like Robert. These guys are like butter after they see you. They're right. so easy to adjust, and it's like, oh, because I'm I'm being beneficial to them. I never felt like an antagonism, but the clients loved it. The therapists were the ones who like, well, I, but this isn't massage. And then if somebody was a yoga teacher and happened to take one of my classes, which is totally legal by the way, the therapist would start to raise holy hell, like, well, this is only for massage therapists, and I'm like. Eh, do you think so?
0: Literally? Yeah. So I mean, I conflict that. I don't know why that's such an issue. You know, yeah. it's like, um, you know, when you get into licensing and stuff like that, and certificates, and you know, I guess I'm I'm kind of still like I don't know if it's right or wrong, you know, to teach somebody this. But I'm getting better at opening the doors to what I I believe is what what I'm working on is more of a uh, subconscious holds. And awareness into people versus a particular soft tissue movement it's very simple it's you know are they aware they're holding that tension yeah. in that particular part of their body most people if ever watch the video or most people who ever who come in and never been worked on or who has never been taught this particular type of therapy they have no clue that they're as tense as they actually are. And I'm sure I'm talking when when I say this, and if there's therapists out there listening, they know exactly what I'm saying is that you can pick somebody's arm up and you say relax and it's being held straight up in the air by them and you're going, hey, relax. And or you pick up their leg to stretch it or move it and they're just kind of like this stiff board. And you just go and we just kind of like, oh just relax, relax. Oh you're so stiff. Let me push harder. And versus teaching them how to neurologically tell their own arm to relax. I mean, think about that. Other than getting worked on by a therapist, when's the last time your shoulder moved without you using muscles to move it? Think about how you you tell your body, you tell all day, do this, do that, do this. When do you you rarely say throughout the day, okay, uh, do nothing the command of doing nothing. The the it's the same as breathing is if you think about it that way. If you're not asking for a breath, you don't take deep breaths. You just go on this autopilot. Your body just kind of just does it for you. You don't have to think about breathing. But what we're seeing and if you looked at Facebook at all, if you're in health, what's big popular, what's popular right now is breathing exercises. Breathing becomes this huge. Everybody's doing certifications in breathing. Um, Win huff method, all that stuff. It Because breathing is a choice. Deep breathing. Taking a deep breath is the same as saying, hey, arm, relax. Hey, body, relax. Neurologically, we rarely do that. We rarely just stop and talk to ourselves in a way of helping ourselves. And it's basically just, in a simple awareness and uh, consciousness on being able to choose throughout the day, am I tense? Am I relaxed? What am I doing? Why am I doing that? Where is it coming from? Um, and it, it's the same choice as taking a deep breath. We're just installing that with our clients. If we can teach them to do that on a massive scale, we're going to make some massive movements in health and wellness. Yeah. Um, and if somebody wants to learn that, I'm willing to teach them that. Yep.
1: So let me ask you this, um, being that you know, we're both educators, when you do have someone who's not a massage therapist in your class, you're teaching them in some form, fashion, do you find they're easier to teach or more challenging to teach?
0: Um, I would say easier.
1: Yep, that's exactly what I find. That's exactly yeah, open, what I find.
0: Open-minded, yep. um, not with the whole you can do and you can't do type yeah. of stuff. Well, that's allowed. That's not allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say yeah. that.
1: The, ther- the therapists, I talked to them about this. It's like, they have a very, they have a box that they're trained in, and, I come in right. and I'm pushing the edges of that box in various ways. So when I teach a yoga teacher, the yoga teacher already knows how to feel with their legs and feet. They already know how to work on a mat and mobilize. They already know about articulating joints and mobility, even if it's in their own body. So it's like adding this additional service on top, whereas therapists, they're going, oh my God, this guy comes in and gets her to the table and has me keep the client's clothes on. Like, like (laughs) he's, he's he's questioning the entire paradigm that my practice is built on. And I go, Yeah. yeah.
0: The thing is too, is, and you know, I've brought in a lot of therapists that come straight out of school and they come into our office and it's like, you know, forget everything you just learned, we're doing something totally different. Yeah. Um, and that most of them, when they do come through the, the, and they stick around and, and, you know, they go, wow, this is exactly why I went to school. Yep. I went to school to do this type of therapy. This is what I thought it was like. And then I it kind of turned into something totally different. Yeah. Um, and, you know.
1: School's the basics.
0: That, yeah, it truly is. It's, it's, true, it's the what, basics. I, I believe I We're. I, you know, what I'm working towards is um, a bigger education in the sense of uh, beyond basics, beyond just here's what you need to move on, but here's what you need to survive and, and be successful um, as a entrepreneur in the industry. If you want to, you know, basically not just learn the, how to do it safely, but how to do it successfully. That's, there's a difference in that aspect of what we're teaching in schools. So here's what you can do. Here's what I'm going to give you because the law tells me I have to give you this. Um, but here's what I'm going to do to get you to graduate and be successful and bring others in because of how successful and create a tribe around it versus, yeah, I went to school there, got my license, now I'm moving on. Yeah. To better my life.
1: The, the biggest thing that happened for me was online education. Um, online education, because we went from like workbooks to DVDs to subscription service, and then now we're getting to like interactive online classes. Yeah. And yeah. the more I keep cool. doing that, I'm not tied to geography, which means Bye. I'm not tied. Um, somebody in, oh, what place was it? There was some island off the coast of Madagascar um, where somebody wrote me, um, I forget the name of the, the country, but I had to go look it up on Google maps cause I didn't know where it was. And they were on this tiny Island off the coast of Madagascar. And I just, yeah. you just realize you're selling stuff on the internet. Like you're not tied to geography. I don't know what the rules are in Istanbul. I don't know what the rules are, you know, in Saudi Arabia, like just follow the law in your country and let's keep teaching And then I talk to therapists and they have this weird antagonism because they're almost like afraid I'm going to start selling information to the yoga community. And I'm like, yeah, I have every interest in selling information to whoever wants it. Like if I was teaching the same stuff to couples so they can work on each other in the middle of a global pandemic and I go live and I say, Hey, John, Sarah, listen, I'm going to show you how to work on each other. Nobody has a problem with that. So why do I want to restrict especially when my subscription service is free for their first month. It's like it doesn't make any legal or logical sense. You know, it's like follow the laws in your area. I don't want to coach people on breaking laws. But at the same time, it's like right now we can't even provide the touch therapy that people – Well, that's,
0: that's where I'm, I'm real frustrated with. And I think this is, this is that, that pivot moment that um, we should have in the industry or allow this to happen uh, or, or let it Blossom into this, and that's you know, if you wanted to uh, to consider yourself essential, you probably should have. Yeah. Um, not to say now, I massage therapists got the same executive order as chiropractors, right, and physical therapists. But guess what? They're still working. Yeah. Um, because not necessarily, may not all of them, not all of them, but I did see on the um, you know. Um, their boards are basically saying, no, you consider you essential. Keep keep working. This doesn't yeah. apply to you. Now, what's that mean? Does that mean that we're not essential? Or did our our lawyers look at it totally different and go, well, yeah, you're probably not essential. Or did their lawyers and their lobbyists and backing go, no, no, executive order.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, the, the difference between. The
0: Am I, difference? I have no clue of this, but I'm just yeah. saying they're working. Now, what? Now, scope of practice, not scope of practice, I'm talking about the, the fact that if they came into my office, I don't see more than four people at once, right, I have a hyperbaric chamber, I have an infrared sauna, I have light therapy, right, so at any given time I can have two or three people all at once in the office, never more than 10, I am in just as, they're just as safe as they would if they went to a chiropractor. Um, the setting is the same in the sense of how it can be transmitted or given or not. Um, and if I don't think that all people should be working or in the sense that if I wanted to, I could practice. That's really what I'm getting to in the yeah. sense that if they are allowed to do it and they can do it under 10 people in one office and clients just still or pay their patients just still- go. Um, and then and they're still holding appointments, then if I just would have liked the ability to go, well, I can still do what I would have liked to and have a, a choice to. Um, and why their boards saw the same executive orders we saw and they got, you know, and I, I don't know this answer. Maybe there is an answer for why they said they, are, they can work and we can't. I, I'm not too sure on that from... I believe they got the same executive order we did. It yeah. just got read differently
1: or uh, um, physical therapists I, and chiropractors have more money and better lobbyists. I, I guess that's the
0: truth. Massage massage. Therapists, working,
1: we're not massage therapists get the leftovers after chiropractors and physical therapists scoop up what they want. They, they leave the, the rest to us. That's the way it feels to me legally. It,
0: yeah. it, that's the way it feels. I don't know. I, you know, that's a big debate, you know, but I don't mind rough, you know, trying to figure this out either because it's about time that we stand up as a, an industry uh, or make a different change in the sense of what we've been talking about this whole time. And, to, um, you know, I think because I feel like it, it has to do with the representation of our of the word massage, is why we are where we're at versus what the quality and what we can do. To help people, I believe we're at the same level or better, personally, even in our own scopes, right? But I I believe that we got stuck under this image of, well, massage is undressing, luxury, and it's not necessary. You don't need to be doing it.
1: I mean, the way I describe it to students is the following. I, I feel like massage envy is like McDonald's. And McDonald's standardized hamburger, fry, and a drink, and eventually a drive-through or a playground. They standardized the hamburger, fry, and a drink experience. But what later happened was Wendy's, Whataburger, In-N-Out, Fuddruckers, you know, artisanal, grass-fed, local, you know, sugar cane syrup sodas. Um, In other words, you could charge twenty bucks for a burger, fry, and a drink. That's a very different practice than just serving a McDonald's level hamburger fry and a drink. There is room in the marketplace for diversification and specialization in niches. It's the therapists themselves are their own worst enemy because they're being sort of programmed in school to think of it as a specific service. Whereas I keep going, what are the brands? What are the brands in the massage industry? Brands. And they go, well, elements and massage envy and i'm like exactly there's nothing there's mcdonald's basically there's not additional brands and then i would go so far as to tell them that they're i'm like what's a modality and i'm like a modality is a failed brand and they're like ooh. like they would look at that you know languaging or semantics or jargon in a slightly different way but You know, is going to get a stretch, which I assume is what they call it at Stretch Zone, I'm going to get stretched. Is that a brand? Is Stretch Zone a brand? Stretch Lab a brand? And does that brand take over in the same way that we can go buy shoes anywhere, but why do people have a preference for Reebok, Nike, or Adidas? brands brand is exceedingly important and the therapists don't get it and what's more the successful ones say you don't and the reason they don't get it is because they've been very successful at building personal brands yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean i it, there is a difference in the sense of what you know do you do you, do you order your massage or do you have your therapist tell you how to get work done you know like when you go in and there's a menu on the board there's no really creativity to the sense of your client is ordering the session you know i'll, I'll have a i'll have a uh, a hot stone massage with a side of aromatherapy and then our therapist come and service their their order um that's a lot of what you know i think is uh I think our, our our therapists, if they be on, I think there's a lot of therapists that hear what I'm saying and understand that I I mean no harm, and I don't, and I'm not trying to say that that I, I've worked in spas, I've done it, you know, I don't think it's bad, and I think that if that's your your niche, stay in it and run with it and love it, you know, there's a lot of therapists that love that type of therapy. I believe there's a lot of therapists that don't. And I believe they're having the same frustrations I am is that I, I feel like I'm getting, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting stuck underneath that right now where I'm being kind of held in that aspect because of this license. And I don't, I don't believe we should be, you see what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, I believe therapists have the ability now to stand up and say, well, I believe we are essential and could work. Um, of course you can't do that because of the executive order. I'm just talking right now. Um, but it is a uh, it is a frustration within, within me and what I've been working towards on helping, I believe, helping the industry um, break out of the box of yeah. massage the word, Massage, what it represents, what its images, and that it practically, pr- frankly, it is. What is it? Is yep. it this? Is it that? What is it? What
1: is? Yep. What? I, I was <laughs> a philosophy I student. I like. <laughs> listen, I was that? a philosophy student. I don't have any problem. I. It was like, well, what is time massage? That came up constantly because what you teach isn't traditional. And then it was like, well, let's go further. What is massage? And that makes everybody in class completely uncomfortable. Because they're not really prepared to look at the legal and existential ramifications or ethical ramifications of what comes out of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could we could probably argue this and come up with solutions all day, but what what are you doing now to get keep you know the clients that you would regularly see? How are you helping them through this crisis and epidemic?
1: Well, most of my clients work with me and I'm helping them with some level of pain stuff, but I'm already doing like self-care education with them when they're with me. So, Frank, here's a tennis ball. Here's a foam roller. I'm going to send you a link to a YouTube video. Um, I haven't been very proactive at like reaching out to my clients um, as of, of late. Just because I've been so busy teaching online, my business has kind of shifted more online in a way, right, uh, right. or towards education generally, right. that was just for, towards clients as a revenue stream. Right. So um, one of my yoga students, for instance, she wrote me on Snapchat, and she was like, oh, I miss yoga. And I was like, Tony, my YouTube channel, I just recorded seven hours <laughs> worth of video that you can you know, follow along. And also uh, part of the thing about having you on the podcast is I'm increasingly learning how to use tech and, you know, software to be able to make a podcast, teach people online, interact with them more Uh, My students, massage therapists, primarily, I'm having to train them to learn online because that school box, they say, no, you can't learn hands-on technique online. And I go, you're wrong. You were so fundamentally wrong. I don't even think it's funny, but doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you what can be done because I tell people this all the time. I don't break the law, but I break the rules constantly. They think it's impossible. And I go, no, 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 no. The technology has evolved. I guarantee you just as easy as I'm having a conversation with you right now, we could both be on a table and I could work and do what I was doing. So you could see it. And I could see what you're doing and go, Hey, John, lean a bit more to the right. And we could do that one-on-one. And then when it comes to group dynamic, I mean, we were doing interactive live classes before the pandemic hit. People were calling or texting me while I was working on someone and said, hey, can I see this angle better? And the camera guy would just move the camera in so they could get a better view. That technology is not slowing down. It's ramping up. I'm just trying to harness it as fast as I can. And when it comes to working with individuals, increasingly what I was doing was instead of just having the yoga class, I record the yoga class so I can teach people elsewhere. In other words, don't just do it once, do it, use it as a recording to teach other people how to do it and continue that process. There's a pretty steep learning curve because I'm not a tech guy. Um, I'm not a programmer. Um, I'm getting more comfortable at reading FAQs and watching YouTube tutorials, but it's not my, in other words, I didn't become a body worker because I want to watch YouTube tutorials on Zoom conferences. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. So, um,
0: what what we've done to uh, kind of pivot a little bit. Um, I've been I've been you know like I said twenty years in, um, in developing kind of a, uh, a method of working on people and helping them understand, um, and then working towards making that to helping other therapists do the same, um, with the uh, concepts behind what we've been talking about all day, uh, or this this uh this webinar. Um, It has allowed me to spend more time like you're doing on tutorials. I've got a really awesome software on not just for myself, but helping other therapists get online, you know, mentoring other therapists on how to get online um, with this particular software we have. That's really easy to build a website, a funnel and to webinars, social media um, to help them get to their clients um i'm doing uh zoom meetings with clients i'm i'm teaching what i would teach without my hands i mean it's very simple in the sense of um when you teach awareness uh through the body basically you're teaching uh it is a little harder when the body's not there to teach them and then to feel it and learn it but um you know, you have to position yourself and, and teach them as more of a life coach. Um, what, how to move, how to function, how to um, see different views of this particular crisis that's going on, yeah. and shift the mindset, um, where their mind's at, where their where their consciousness is. Uh, coach your clients and get more online, which is nice. I think we all should be able to do this. I think it, it actually allows a lot of therapists to be more versatile and be more of what I was talking about earlier of being a holistic therapist, yeah. um, holistically um, saying, okay, well, what did you do today? Where are you going? What what now? I'm more part of not just show up for your 40 minute session and leave, but what's going on in your life? Where do you, what's causing these particular issues? Diving a little deeper than just function functional therapy or movement therapy, um, where it's not so technical, but more of a uh, theoretical of saying, well, did you think about that stress when you went through? What are you doing when you're standing in line? Are you standing on your right foot or your left foot? Are you, you know, getting a little more aware of what they're doing when they're out of the office? This allows therapists to teach beyond the table. Yep. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And if more therapists would embrace it that way, um and not just go, oh, well I can't touch people, so now I'm yeah. now I'm stuck.
1: There's there's help help
0: of people a lot more than just they don't really just come for your hands. Yeah. They come for your knowledge, they come they come to Uh, because of who you are and how your heart wants to help them.
1: It doesn't make as much sense for me as an educator, after I've had some practice at this, it doesn't make enough sense for me to talk to therapists in this mindset and try to convince them that they have psychological and emotional and intellectual limitations. They're not thinking about how their consciousness could be shifted. It makes much more sense for me to just go out and do it and keep doing it and build the podcast, the website, online training, infrastructure, interactive online classes, keep building. And then they go, oh,
0: yeah, well, some never going to get it.
1: When they can touch it, when they can see it, when it's tangible, then something shifts and changes. Yeah,
0: sure. Sure. I mean, at at times like this, leaders will step out within the industries. Um and not just within the industries but within your community. And you know, it's 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 those little micro cells grow into bigger cells, so forth and so on. And you know, what we need to do is they be there for our clients. This is what we unfortunately, because of an executive order, but I may or may not agree with, um, we can't work, like it or not. You know, I can bitch and complain all about it. Um, but I'm not w I'm not working. You know, you know, the day too, it's it, what kind of sucks is that i got a i had a um somehow somebody called and booked online have an online software and um it was at four o'clock and i'm and my first thoughts were like because i've been i've been i was shut down for like a week you know email everybody knew and somehow I got a new intro in. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's a therapist trying to see if I'm working to you know which sucks because I think why should I think that? You know, because I saw a lot of feeds, a lot of uh, on the forums in there that, hey, if you see a therapist working, here's a number to report them. And I was like, man, that's that is not, I don't like seeing that in our industry at all. That's some horrible stuff, you know, Uh, even if you don't think it's right or wrong, but to, it it was weird because I had somebody book. I've never seen that person before. And, you know, going to talk to them, you know, I, I called them and kind of, iron it out but my first gut feeling was hmm, is this a therapist trying to trying to uh book to see if I'm open and what would take the bait or something like that. And that was my first instinct and I was like, oh that's not good to think that way. Um and I shouldn't feel that way, you know, uh through this time. Uh but right now I'm doing my best to get um more tutorials in on software i'm building this software platform, um doing website for uh, local businesses and therapists. Um, helping them get online, and I'm also as much as I possibly can um, there for my clients um, to help them get through this stress, this emotions, um, things that we worked on, things that they can do um, at home to become aware, to stretch, to move, uh, to get stronger emotionally, physically, spiritually, and uh, just be there for them. Not that we're super super busy getting calls, but it's you know, it's pretty steady. Just like any new thing you go into, it's going to be slow until you figure it out, you know. And right now, I'm not just sitting around. I've done a lot of family time, a lot of bike riding and fishing and stuff like that, which is nice. But I'm always uh, thinking of ways to, this is what I wanted to do anyways. What's the next 20 years of my industry? We're wrapped around that table? No, I wanted to get into education. I wanted to teach. I wanted to expand my reach i want to have multiple streams of income coming into my company versus just some therapy around a the table yeah so I mean, that's where we're at right now I, i'm selling uh hyperbaric chambers i'm selling infrared saunas i'm setting up clients wellness homes you know we i i it's crazy they come into the office they use the lights they use the sauna i oh, set them up on treatment plans right And now that they're not coming in and using it, they're like, oh, man, I missed that sauna. I missed the lights. I'm like, well, you don't have to. I also sell these. I teach CEUs around them. You can set up wellness homes for your clients. Now they can have that product at your home. I've sold uh, saunas to clients. I've sold light systems to clients. I've sold hyperbaric chambers to clients um, because they need – not they need, but they – They like that synergistic feeling. They don't have to leave their home to get a quality therapy uh, session. And it's very, very powerful stuff. I mean, it's a phenomenal system. And now they don't even have to leave the comfort of their home.
1: Diversification. I don't try to push students to do just what I do. It's always trying to get them to do what they enjoy. Um, Something I know that they'll put themselves into. I'm a big proponent of people having private practices so they can expand and do their own thing without like corporate oversight telling them how it should be. But I think again, that McDonald's analogy, there's room in the marketplace for smaller brands that deliver a unique service that the big box chain stores are not. And that's what the challenge is, is getting the therapist to think outside of that primary education. Primary education, yeah. even school owners will tell you, you know, it's the basics. It's just to get you started. There's tons of ways to diversify um, and offer complementary services, products.
0: Yeah, you, you, you named it earlier. It's branding, right? It's branding the modality. It's branding the system. It's branding the reason why you need us. Um, what we failed in, I think, as an industry is that as a whole or too spread out, or too, what is, what is massage? Is it spa? Is it clinical? Is it this? Is it that? Is it stretching? What is it? You know, we, we we haven't put it out there enough for the general public to go, well, I need this. I need this because if I, I have this. Um, I think a, some of us do it on a very small scale, but on a nationwide scale, it's still an argument. It's still like, hey, is this medically necessary? Yeah, of course it is. It is stress stress affects what 80% of all disease. We help people with stress. It's medically necessary. I would say, I mean, in that simple fact alone, um, and just the small amount of, not small, but I've been, you know, got a pretty massive clientele, but in a sense of who I am and who I've worked on, it's a small amount compared to everywhere else. But, um, you know, it's, It's pretty remarkable what you can do when you just teach somebody to be a little more aware of their own stress that they hold on themselves um, and how that dramatically changes all of their medical uh, conditions. I mean, every therapist knows that who's talking to it, but we're not out there enough educating the public to demand this type of therapy.
1: Well, Um, I mean, here's the thing. In my case, I don't know what it's like where you are. Um, you have to tell me, um, you know, how your practice is, how it's affected your local community. Um, I think Austin, in my general area, the larger Austin area is like 1.6 million people. Most people in Austin, the vast majority of those have no idea who I am. Right. They have no idea that the service I put out exists. They don't, you know, like, and that's the thing. It's just me. Like, there's not a chain offering what I do. And that's the whole thing. It's like there's a mass market saturation that happens just from having a podcast, producing video and putting it on YouTube, and allowing a subscriber to find me from Lithuania. Content. People in, content. in 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 Texas respect it more when people from LA are actually subscribing to my channel and communicating with me. So there was a big problem I had because well, my work didn't really resemble massage and. My clients didn't say it wasn't effective, but they didn't know how to, what do I tell people it is when I'm trying to refer them? Because it's not really, because if I tell them it's massage, they think it's table cream, delight, and nudity, and that's not what you do. And then you started to churn through that brand sort of issue. And how do you deal with that? And the, the easiest way, other than branding, getting a trademark, you know, doing those things, was to use my video camera. My clients were clothed. Go directly to the public and say, Listen, this is what I do. That was the easiest, most direct way without having the hassles and then what happened was a very small number of that one point six million would come to me, and that's where my revenue stream came from.
0: I saw your video it looks like something I need yep let me come in and, and yep. check it out or how am I make an appointment with you yep. same thing same thing here if you were, I always had an issue with marketing in the sense of uh I don't want to get a billboard or get some little um half page ad in a magazine for 400 bucks a month because it it doesn't you can't put enough words in there to show what you do as a therapist you know it doesn't it doesn't really portray as well this does that does video this, does
1: this is me Marty. running around with this screaming at the entire industry and they're I'm like okay they'll get it later just okay. go robert go <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. you're right you're 100% right um I love it. I mean, I, I I think I I'm seeing a lot of the positive out of this. Don't get me wrong. I'm you know there's no money coming in right now. I'm praying that I get these checks coming in and uh stimulus checks come in or some workman's com or not workman's uh, unemployment. If that happens, hopefully um, I filed for the ten thousand dollar grant. Um, I haven't seen any of that stuff yet. Yeah. So money is running dry and, but I've got a couple, you know, like doing those, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a marketing firm, but I am knowledgeable in the sense of on the side. I was doing once I've got a couple, uh, you know, I'm charging like 300 bucks for a simple website, you know, that I can help somebody get on, you know, and it's my way of helping, you know, but it's just little money here and there, but it's not enough to sustain my family of five. Um, and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's stress, but everybody's got it. So I just know that this will all pass, and I'm I'm not worried. My office isn't going to close down. I'm going to be up and running faster and bigger than we probably ever were. And now I feel like I don't have to be so wrapped around that table. I can put a little more time away from the table and more dedicated to this, in case something like this happens again, I'm not going, damn, put all my eggs in one basket.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? So that's not, that's. I'm, I'm, obviously everybody who's you know probably watching this is saying the same damn thing. Oh, I need to start diversifying. I need these other streams coming in. And I have a lot to give. How do I share it? Yeah. If you want to know? I can help you get there. I can help therapists. Or anybody who wants to share their message and help them become a local expert, I'm working on doing that as well. Um, Cause it's a passion of mine and it's a passion because I believe that's where our industry needs to go to make this. So when we start back up, we are essential. We are the first ones you call. I'm stressed. I need to, be, I haven't been worked on. I need to get worked on. Um, and here's why, because we're going to help you get through this and we're going to help you get through this in a much better way than you would if you were just going right back to your old routines. The entire country had a whole new reset, and a lot of them. There's still a lot of people working and stuff, but it gives them the time to kind of self-look in, Um, and that's what we're teaching a lot of our clients, is to teach them how to look in and reflect. Um, And do they want to go back to their old habits, or do they want to start working on some new ones? that's That's a pretty exciting time to be able to do that for somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard in the middle of all of this, knowing that people are dying, to remain, you know, an optimist, to, oh, yeah. you know, think of it, oh, it's an opportunity, you know, it's like, in no, in no way do I want to minimize the harm, you know, coming to the public in some ways, but at the same time, you know, it's something that we're going to have to learn to deal with now.
0: Uh, well, you, if you want to go back to work, you have to go back and you should go back And you are with a heart. People die every day, and we're not thinking. You know, that's not something you're going back to work hopefully thinking about. Yes, there's tragedy. Yes, there's war. Yes, there's famine. That's not going to stop me from helping people who I can help or who want the help. Yeah. Um, and just you just can't you can't have. I mean, you have to understand it. You have to have empathy versus sympathy in those matters. Um, just like you're taught on how to help a client on the table is to have empathy versus sympathies. You know, basically we need to teach people to thrive instead of survive. Um, And that's what I teach a lot on the table. Are you thriving through life? Are you as optimal as you possibly can be in life and in business and family? You know, there's, there's really, there's really only three things that we all are striving to achieve in life. And that's love, health, and wealth. Everything else is kind of in the cracks, right? You know, you're loved by your neighbors, your family, uh, health for yourself and your loved ones and your pets and so forth and so on. And wealth, not just in money, but in abundance and everything in life. Those three things, things—if you have—you can get two of them. But once you get all three, it's time to take a deep breath and say you've made it and enjoy it and be present while they're there.
1: Yeah.
0: While you have health, wealth, Um, And love, love, health, and wealth.
1: I've I've learned over time. I mean, I'm a a good therapist and I love interacting with clients, but I'm at this stage much more of an educator. And I realized at a certain point that I loved education more because it was taking that healing art form and making it exponential because I was helping all the students' clients too. You were helping transform their practice, and that was why I continued to push online because it, it was a long, arduous process to go from like workbooks to DVDs to online and go, I don't, I don't think I can really teach online, can I? And then continue that process and go, oh, okay, yeah, you can't teach 100%, but could you teach 80% globally? That's sure. a huge, just exponentially larger number than just working on one person at a time. And I'll always have that part of my practice, which is hands-on working with people, but increasingly what I do is take on my camera, document those sessions, and then I make those recordings available to students so they can, you know, bootstrap to the level they feel comfortable with.
0: Sure, absolutely. You know, and this is, a, this is exactly, what you just said is exactly the, the movement I've been working towards going, going to uh, ever since you and I have ever talked what, a year or two ago, and it's kind of now helped me. Uh, catapult into that, right? Where it's been my main focus versus kind of a, a side thing I want to get into down the road. Now it's, you know, I, my heart is in, in in educating, and in fact, I see it more as in when I'm. This has allowed me to go, well, what do I offer my my clients um, besides hands? And it was really not my hands. It was the education of why they are, why I'm working in that particular area on this particular day for that particular issue and educating them while doing it. Now you just take that part away of the physical touch and go, well, this is why this is issue with you, you know, and where it's coming from and why your function is not working, why you're not working at optimal levels. Um, it, it really wasn't a hard change at all. Um, and I'm excited to do it more often um, and make education you know, a full time thing and hands on is when is it, I can choose to be hands on when I want versus I have to be hands on to pay the bills so um, yeah I mean it's, it's a, a trying time and, and I don't have all the answers but I am definitely moving to them through them just like everybody else and I'm excited to put this stuff online for people and help others get online you
1: know, that's, increasingly that's what I had to do at a certain point was I stopped looking at other educators or massage therapists and I started looking at other industries and how they were dealing with marketing. Sure. They were dealing with outreach, packaging, branding. And I went, wow, this is so vastly different than the massage industry. Like they're looking at this, at like, say, personal trainers or yoga teachers, they look at this completely differently than our industry. But then I think our industry mostly is pretty fledgling. I mean, most states didn't start enacting um, licensure probably until sometime in the 80s, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that answer, but I, I, I know you're you're right on the marketing aspect. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest issue we do, we, we do need in our industry. The thing is, right, like, Um, I'm a fan of Eric Dalton and James Lewoski in our industry where they, I I see them as, you know, gurus and innovators and educational phenomenon. You know, they're, they're like, to me, they're like rock stars, you know, like, oh, I got to take that course of so-and-so. I got to shake so-and-so hand. Uh, but what's, and I don't mean this in a bad way to that. I'm just saying overall, you can go, um, Take a weekend course with your favorite um, industry provider of CEUs and get paid X amount of dollars for $1,200, $2,400, $5,000, whatever, and learn this amazing modality that the entire planet should know how to do. But outside of our little bubble, that particular modality and that particular person that you idolize, nobody else knows. You don't have people going, hey, cover, oh, my God, I need this therapy. Can you provide this to me? Because it's so popular, because it's been marketed, it's been branded. There's not a lot of people knocking on the door because you can help them because you took this modality. What we've been talking about is marketing and branding. The general public, why is Stretch Zone so popular? Because they're marketing better than massages. Yep. They're branding it better than Massage. Yep. It's the new best thing. If you're going to go pay you know, $1,200 for the weekend course to get certified by so-and-so, but no one's knocking at your door when you get there. Yeah, you learned it, but you're just now better at your trade and you still are in the same seat same issue where nobody's knocking at the door just because you took this course. The problem is is these courses aren't being marketed well enough that people in the general public go, "Man, I didn't know you can fix frozen shoulders yeah. or sciatic issues in 3 or 4 sessions. I didn't I thought I had to go see a physical therapist and go through that whole route. I didn't know you guys could help with that. I thought I just got this on my birthday."
1: When, on when a the therapists yeah, you know the saying therapists.
0: it's like The paradigm is what we're doing.
1: When therapists see, you know, they start arguing about regulation stuff and who can do it and who owns it and this and that. And I go, hold on. Wait a second. Anyone in the United States can do massage. But to charge for it, you might need a license in your state. Right. Because I can teach people the same soft tissue stuff. I can teach John to work on Sarah online, live, interactively, globally. And they're not breaking any state laws. They're just not charging each other for it. That's where therapists get, you know, I had somebody make the distinction, no, you can do massage, but you can't do massage therapy. And I go, whatever. Wait a minute. That's my point.
0: What's the difference? That that doesn't make any sense, right? Semantics of lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, but that's what frustrates me is that when you go and you say things like, oh, you can do massage, but you can't do massage therapy. What that
1: to me? Well, just, the therapists want this, this mark of distinction, and I don't think that's where it comes from. I think fundamentally what happens is, let's say you and I, John, so we could try to fight to change people's consciousness about it. But I think what works better is just to continue doing what we're doing, continue to build, lift up the industry in our own way, collaborate ways that are, you know, um, beneficial, mutually beneficial to both of us. And then you just sort of like the way with your own actions and behaviors. Sure. What I think is most interesting is people act like if I teach people how to work on their own tricep, using a tennis ball, being old, working against a tennis ball, you know, they think like we're going to lose clients. And I'm like, no, if I was a mechanic, and I had a YouTube channel, And um, I taught women because women in particular, maybe not, don't know as much about cars. They're not trained in as much, but I'm a mechanic and I start making YouTube tutorials specifically for women where I say, listen, I'm going to teach you about the basics of a car, basic car maintenance, because I don't want you to be taken advantage of when you go see mechanics. What's going to happen is if you keep teaching them bits and pieces about how to maintain their car, you're going to get more people bringing you their car because you're the expert. That's what the, the market doesn't get smaller. The marketplace gets larger because people have education about what we do.
0: Right. Yeah, you're. It, it's all based on the marketing of who you are and what makes you a local expert in yep. what you do. It doesn't have to be what I do. It has to be what you want to bring your unique style of healing or therapy to the table and laser that marketing to those particular niches. Um, that's it. And that's what yep. we teach. Um, that's what it's all about, right there. Is you, you nailed it. Where um, you, we want to be that lighthouse for therapists that want to shine. You know, we want to be that lighthouse in the dark, going, "Hey, there's another way. It's, it doesn't have to be this way always. Yep. There's other there's other ways of looking at this, um, and it's innovative. It's got n- new platforms of technology to do it, and it doesn't end you can be a hundred percent just the therapist right the system we're, we're we're uh working on um is a you know obviously like a providership type of therapy um but it, it you can be a therapist that we market and then send you clients right we, we you come take the course you're now a, a provider of the system right and your now your system, your course, or your therapy um, education, your higher education is now in your local area, and we're gonna present it to the local area how you want us to do it in the sense of either you're doing the videos or it's our stock videos of this therapy that's now you're the provider in, in your particular area, right? So what's la- what I was saying earlier, the marketing behind why you wanna take this therapy but then the man of the public saying, who can I find that does this therapy? Um, and they're knocking down the doors for it. Now, the, what therapists tend to do, what you know, I see this lacking is a the therapist that want to step up and take that even further versus just being hands-on, but being hands-on and the business aspect of it and provide other providers and licensings and stuff like that and take their their niche and teach others on how to do it as well. So, well,
1: many, layers. Yes. Huh? so, so many layers. Yeah, there's just oh, so yeah, many layers. Um, I know that from the students I work with, who are primarily massage therapists, they want to learn technique. The thing that they're most hesitant to do is podcasting, business building, websites, social media, YouTube channels, SEO, blog posts, it's the the business part. Yeah, they they would much rather typically have somebody else take care of that. So when I would teach classes here locally in Austin, the therapists would take class and go, "Man, this is amazing. This work like saves my hands. It's like really uh-huh. effective." And they're like, "Would you would you give me a job?" And I'm like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Would uh-huh. you open open a place and like hire me?" And I'm like, "Ooh, no 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 no. That's not what I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get you <laughs> to go build your thing, you know.
0: Yeah, so, they don't. You know, a lot of times they don't want that. They want. No, that's they fine. Don't, yeah, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. There's layers. If you're not building this, think of those therapists. Then you know, you got to kind of like oh, only. I've only known this because of how many therapists came through our practice, and they just they didn't want to advance into running their own office and have all that headache and stuff like that. In fact, it yeah. is a bunch of headaches, but it's fun too. Once you learn the process of success. Um, and build on top of that and learn from your mistakes, it can be very successful. And, you know, there's some therapists that are out there that have that entrepreneur um, mindset. And then there's those therapists that just, I just want to show up, work on people and go home.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either. I just encourage people to understand where they fit.
0: No, there's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we want to create a um, a platform for those therapists either way, they can come in and if they just want to focus on the hands-on therapy, we can teach technical hands-on therapy, clinically, however else, you know, you want to, you want to word that modalities, we can teach the modalities um, and then market on in that area they came from as the local expert from the branding, Right. Or they can kind of like what we call white labeling it, and take the system and run with their own. So really, it's a really neat concept. Um, it's not just mine. It's what is. That's what's going on in physical therapy. It's what's going on in chiropractic. Um, and not that I'm kind of uh, you know
1: I'm tweaking it for our industry. Yeah. Uh, So, John, I think we're getting close to uh, finishing up here. Uh, Can you give people some information about where they can contact you, either your social media shares or your website? I'm I'm
0: at thefixtherapy.com. You can message me at john at thefixtherapy.com with my email. Um, I'm sure Robert's going to put a little link on how to get a hold of me. Um, But, yeah, fixtherapy.com. Uh, John at thefixtherapy.com. You can message me, and um, I'd love to help mentor, uh, you know, anybody through this particular crisis. If it's for life coaching, one-on-one, um, group settings, um, or if you're looking to take your yourself, your business, uh, your content online, I can help you with that as well.
1: Cool. Yeah. And again, I'm Robert Gardner Wellness with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I'm really happy to have John Adams on the show with us today. Um, if you want to pick up anything from me, we have workbooks, DVDs, a subscription service. The subscription service is completely free for your first month. There are 500 plus hours of my video instructional content from class trainings, uh, group trainings, and private trainings available there. You can find all of that at robertgardnerwellness.com in the store. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I look forward to having John uh, back on the program again soon. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, John.